Hello and welcome to the armchair. Today we find ourselves not in my room, but we are on chairs, so we're, we're <laughs> almost armchairs. Minimal uh, arms, but yeah. it works. Today we've got a special guest. Uh, well, we're actually in his hotel room right now. Uh, introducing Mr. Chet Wilde. Thank, thanks for coming to my hotel room and weirding my friend out who's laying in the bed. <laughs> it's like, why are you bringing strangers back to the hotel? Well, why not? It's fine. <laughs> Lauren, would you rather me bring back podcast strangers or like hookup strangers? Uh, I, get, I, I mean, given those choices, I feel like podcast strangers. See, she but... said she wasn't going to talk on the podcast, and it only took me eight <laughs> seconds. <to start> <laughs> Okay. Um, and thanks for thanks for making the trip out here and uh, inviting me and including me. This is exciting. It's the first podcast I've ever done overseas. Yeah, well, I think you're the first podcast guest that we've had on our podcast. Like, you're, it was very expensive to fly here just to do this. We really appreciate you coming. I'll send out. you the bill in the mail. Oh yeah, it's fine. You uh, put him in a nice hotel, down. Well done. <laughs> yeah, I'm at the Churchill. Yeah, this is literally the nicest hotel I've ever been in. And it's also the only hotel I've ever been in in London. Because I live this close, I wouldn't need a hotel. Likewise, I believe. What's yeah. the second, nice hotel, second nicest hotel I've been at in two days? Because uh, I came from Oslo, so I'm a real smug son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but they had me where Obama stayed. So oh. I, did a, I did a podcast in Norway, too. This is my international podcast tour right now. Oh, amazing. I'm such a jackass. <laughs> Anyways, okay, yeah. You're this, you're the you're the host. I got I'm used to I'm used to talking too much because I'm hosting. So I'll shut up, you host, and then I'll chime in. Okay, however is appropriate. Okay, so uh, yeah, before we get onto the actual podcast subject, uh, we normally do this thing called uh, Pick of the Week, where we literally just name something that we really enjoyed in the week and just talk about it for a bit. So Luke, what is your Pick of the Week? Uh, my pick of the week, I've, I've just passed my motorbike test. So for me, I've been motorbike shopping, um, which has been fun. So that's a motorcycle, not like a bike yeah. with just a motor attached to it. A motorcycle. Okay, yeah, I just yeah. want the language barrier. Yeah, no, 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 worries, man. But yeah, I, I, honestly, it's just like every day, every time I get my phone out and whether I'm looking on Auto Trader Gumtree or something, I'm just excited looking at engines and bikes and something that I'll potentially kill myself. Are you, are you going to wear your helmet? That was oh, my yes, question. Okay, course. good. It, right. Legally, you People, have to hear. Okay. Legally, you have to People hear. that don't wear helmets, I'm like, what are you... Why don't you just oh, why don't I, you just hang yourself because I, well, you're asking for suicide? I saw here. a video the other day of a guy crash and he had no gloves. He was just wearing shorts and a t-shirt and like instantly he looked down and you just saw all his skin hanging off and it. Oh. Why are you watching those videos if you just oh. got a, a motorbike license? Is that what it's called? Motorbike? Did I get yeah, it wrong? Yeah, motorbike. motorcycle okay. same right. thing. Yeah. Now I want to use the native tongue. <laughs> <laughs> well, saying this, my I literally I just had a friend. Like a friend die on a motorcycle accident, and not because he wasn't wear. Oh, there's multiple factors, but one of the factors, fact, he wasn't wearing a helmet in the first place. Like, and now you need a new motorcycle friend, so he. Yeah, well, I don't <laughs> mind a motorcycle. Is that for a dark joke? Now, now it's happened. My missus is like, well, I'm not allowed one now. So, I actually, when I said because uh, I I do a martial art at Wing Chun, and there's a few guys there that uh, rode motorbikes as well. And um, the moment I told my instructor that I was doing my test, he hints he went, "Wow, that'll be." Uh, six people now at training, so technically the stats say that one in, uh, one of us will die. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. That's buddy. awful. Yeah. yeah. So have you seen anything you like? What sort of bike you going for? Um, I, I mean, you said about the hog. Like, yeah. I, I love the idea of it, but I'm no, I'm going to go down the sports bike route. It's it's it's. I'm young. I want to get something a bit quicker. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And yours, Dan? I'm trying to think because I was going to go see. 
Blade Runner yesterday, and so that was probably going to be my pick of the week. But I haven't seen Blade Runner, and I say it's probably going to be pick of the week anyway. <laughs> no, it's not. Like as everyone knows who's listened to podcasts before, I love Blade Runner. Actually, I found a band recently. Uh, I'll I'll put the song in over this. Basically. Do you know the band uh, Fall of Troy at all? Yes. Yes. Okay, it's uh, a mathcore band from the States. A mathcore? Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, it's they, a bit like... They sing about numbers? Like what's the... <laughs> no, it's basically mathcore is like a sort of a subgenre of hardcore, which is a subgenre of like punk and sort of thing. But it's uh, it's a basically very technical, like music-wise. It's like, please don't knock everything over. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's very like... Like that thing, but very aggressive and shouty. And basically, the guy from Fall of Troy, and he started a new band with the guy, uh, what's his name? Kurt Trevor? Kurt Trevor, something like that, from another band that I like. And I just found him out like last week. And yeah, they started this year, but I think they're going to probably be pretty big. They're called a pushover. So that's my pick of the week. Cool. Yeah, have you? Uh, I feel like an asshole given uh, we're here in London. Uh, Oslo, Norway is my pick of the week. week. I'll pick something specific. There's a lot of things I like. But um, the thing I had most there was, uh, let me see if I can say it in Norwegian. Fafel me brun ost, which is uh, waffle with brown cheese. And that's a thing there. Is brown cheese a thing here? No, I, unless it's well, burnt. I've, but they're like soft waffles. Like in the states, it's it's like a hard crispy waffle. So it's like a it's like a floppy waffle, and then it's covered in butter and then folded with brown cheese, and it's just really fucking great. I had it every, like twice a day. Okay. I'm gonna figure out how to make it back home and, and eat it all the time. There are there are a lot of better things about Oslo, but then I'll just talk about Oslo the whole time. What so, is brown cheese? That that's what I'm trying to figure out. It's like. Like American cheese is this yellow processed cheese. I guess this is like yellow. a yellow. American cheese is not sometimes it's yellow. white. Yes, uh, but, but it's less processed. It's this floppy processed cheese where brown cheese. I think it's goat maybe, um, okay. but it's like this heavier. It breaks. It crumbles. Like if you try to, you can snap it in half. It doesn't like you don't have to tear it. Is yeah. it like a strong mature? It's cheese? very mild, mild oh. flavor. Um, just the texture of like the cheese with the soft, uh, soft. Yeah, that's that's the only language. I, soft waffle. I should finish that. Like, what the fuck are you done? <laughs> soft dick. Um, cheesy dick. Yeah. Cheesy uh, that's the Norway has cheesy dick, and then UK has spotted dick. So, uh, but Norway in general is just fucking awesome, and and we'll see if London can live up to Norway. Um, but both seem to be uh, better than the United States right now in terms of political climate, anyway. So. Yeah, we went. I don't know. I'm not... We don't have to open that can of worms. Yeah, yeah that is a big can of worms. I'm not sure I'm ready to go into. Give Norway's very happy. Yeah. Uh, Britain was like, uh, we're going to shock the world and leave the, the European Union. And then America's like, hold my beer. Uh, and then they yeah. they fucking did something way dumber. So Yeah. Uh, anyways, back to the main podcast. Yeah. Have you got a pick of the week? Yeah, Lauren, what's your pick of the week? I don't, I don't have a pick of the week. Come on. <laughs> You were at a genetics conference? I was. No, no. I don't... I'm just saying, edit the hell out of that, because you sound like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the armchair! To 
today's subject is artists, musical artists, musical bands, um, and, and it's not really any type of other sort of, there's no movie bands, uh, that we think are either underrated or overrated. I mean, it could be film composers. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that could be a movie band, right? Yeah, I guess that works. We and, could uh, be... Josie and the Pussycats, I guess yeah. that's a movie band. The Wonders, greatly underrated. <laughs> I don't that know. thing you do? I've never seen it. Really? Have you seen it? Nope. Oh my god, it's such a great movie! It's like the American <laughs> version of the Beatles, except for they're made up. Okay. It's really good. The English it's... version that's Spinal Tap. Yeah, I was thinking... Well, very different films, but yes. Uh, that Thing You Do was the first movie directed by Tom Hanks. Oh, okay. But anyways, we'll stick to regular bands today. Okay. Well, no, if, if you want to throw in a wild card and go... I mean, maybe maybe I'll, I'll say John Williams. No, he's... he's I was going to say underrated, but he's pretty much already rated as highly as yeah. he can get. Have you heard there's a theory that there is no one John Williams, there's multiple John... It's like a collective of people, and that's why he's done so well. Like I mean, that wouldn't surprise... What's that one? Like Shakespeare. Yeah. Like that was the theory about Shakespeare. That wouldn't surprise me, but I, I have seen John Williams live multiple times. Um, so I know at least one physical John Williams exists. Yeah. And when I saw him at the Hollywood Bowl this summer, he brought out Kobe Bryant, who's a famous basketball player. You know who yeah. Kobe Bryant is? Name rings about and then Kobe Bryant sang a poem, or read a poem while John Williams did the music behind it. It was very weird, and Disney did this animation. But, yeah, that would make sense, because John Williams is... Everything he does is so great, and it's like, how hard is it to make one great thing? And he makes, like, 14 great things for every movie, and he's done, like, 200 movies. Yeah, and it's like, you know, at least, like... Three or four John Williams scores, like, you know. Oh, far more than that. Yeah, I mean, just off the top of my head. No, I'm just like the normal oh. person walking around. Oh yeah. Yeah, like. So, anyways, he's appropriately rated, neither yeah. overrated nor underrated. But we'll focus on bands. Yeah, and me and Luke were actually talking about this as we were trying to figure out whether there's. We found it. It's easy to talk about overrated bands and it is underrated bands because you just get to the point of naming bands like your favorite bands that you think people should appreciate more. So it just ends up being your music taste. So you're saying underrated is easier? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think overrated. No, no, is no, no, no. Overrated. I mean, okay. Is, yeah. I have a great underrated one. We'll get to it. I don't want to lead too soon. I mean, overrated. I would since we're here. I would say Oasis. I know that's oh, a I hate Oasis. I hate. Oasis. Thank you. Oh, I hate Oasis. Adam Todd Brown. Sorry, if you're Adam. listening right now, <laughs> I'm so happy. Yeah, being, I was chatting to my dad the other day, and he, he likes the Grateful Dead, and he was talking uh, that they did a cover of a song, and he went, "Oh yeah, so I learned it." And it's like, "Oh, you know, it's only four chords," and like he was amazed how easy it was. And I was like, "That's still one more than in any Oasis song because they only use three fucking chords." And just write the same songs over and over again. And I can't fucking understand anything they say. Like, I can understand you guys perfectly, but when they talk, it's just... Like, the documentary, even with the subtitles, sometimes the subtitles would just be question marks because they have no <laughs> idea what those fucking guys are saying. Yeah, that's mostly because they're from Manchester. Well, I'll, yeah. also, it's, it's not like they're not good, but the fact that they were selling out Wembley and, like, there's just these huge tens of thousands of people, yeah. like, I don't get the appeal. I just don't understand it. No, I... I uh, to me, I just find a lot of their songs are generally the same, and I was like, how they've released so many albums of like the same song just over and over again. And thing at the same time, because when they were coming up, the band Blur were coming up, like, and then like my missus hates Blur, but I now does missus mean wife or girlfriend or? Oh, it means significant other. Significant like she's other. my fiance, but I always really I feel like it's pretentious to keep saying my fiance, so I just say my missus. Lauren, I'm gonna call you my missus, my overseas missus. 
Because it's open. I'm good. I'm, 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 that's great. It's open to interpretation. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, but she doesn't like, like, she thinks both Blur and Oasis are overrated. But if, if I was going to choose out of the two bands, I'd probably go for Blur because they've got more dynamic songwriting, they're more interesting. And you can actually listen to them and understand what the fuck they say when they speak. And then when, although saying that, I think the band Gorillaz is majorly overrated. I agree. They're, I have this debate with my friend all the time because he loves Gorillaz, but they're not even like a real band, right? It's like one guy or some shit? Yeah, yeah. and he's the lead singer from Blur. Blur, but yeah. then he just, all the animated characters are the band. Yeah, and like it will get other people like on the tracks and stuff, but they have a couple of good songs. It's just, I remember they dropped a new album, I think it was this year or late last year, and everyone's just blowing up about just no like Gorilla album, and I was like, there weren't anything special in the first place. Like they write okay songs, but I just don't think they need to be like shouted about constantly. Like, I I think the biggest thing for me in terms of general overrated musicians, artists, bands is, and I I hate to say it, but it's it's the the overplayed side of things. You get sick quite quickly of hearing the same song on the radio over and over and over and over. <laughs> Like who's a current example of that? Somebody that's popular. I don't right listen now. to the radio anymore for that reason. Yeah, yeah. I literally. Well, that's don't. the radio model. It's just you beat it into people's head. Yeah. Yeah, but then there's certain songs that I can have on repeat for like hours, and it doesn't bug me like that. Like there's certain like there's certain Queen songs that I can listen to, like Bohemian Rhapsody. Like I've heard that a thousand times, and I still don't find it annoying. Whereas if I was to hear Wonderwall one more time I'll probably throw I, I walk out the room whenever I yeah. hear it I yeah. can't stand it see now I love Queen but I would say Bohemian Rhapsody is like their one song that and We Will Rock You that I like I'm sick of but that's because in bars in the United States like that song comes on and every drunk idiot has to fucking sing it a thousand times and then you just when you think of that song you just think of those drunk idiots now and you're like ah, I don't want to deal with that yeah, but yeah. Queen's one of those bands that like for me anyways I can keep there's so much undiscovered for me still because they have so many albums and so many deeper cuts. It's like they're they're one of the more, if not most, eclectic, like successful bands. There are a lot of successful bands like Blur. All their songs kind of sound the same, or, or Oasis. Uh, but Queen, it's like 19 different bands. They have like country songs, they have rock songs, they have yeah, sports anthems. Even have, in Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody, it's an eclectic mix of yeah, just it's, music it's, in one song. <laughs> and then Queen, if if I understand correctly. They didn't really collaborate. Like part of the reason the songs sound different is each of the members wrote their own songs, right? Is that correct? Uh, it sounds correct, but <laughs> just making so, shit yes. up. <laughs> but yeah, I think I'm, I like what you're saying because there are certain like there's a certain song I can't think what it's called. It's off one of the earlier tracks, and you listen to it, and it sounds like it could almost if you sped it up just a little bit, it would sound like like a Black Sabbath song, and it's like. It's Queen, you know, what like another one bites the dust sort of thing, or but like you wouldn't imagine them writing a song that could easily sound like a Black Sabbath song, but they do if you dive deeper into the discography. Uh, if you search for it on YouTube, there's a version of Queen's "We Will Rock You" without the boom boom, but like it's played completely different by them. While the earlier versions, it'll blow your mind of like how different that song can sound without yeah. that without that bass and drumline. Okay, I might have an interest. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think one of the um, the bands you mentioned earlier, Dan. Actually, that's one of my my favorite and underrated bands, Fall of Troy. Oh yeah. Yeah, but and and I feel like this is where you're going to weigh in a lot with a lot of your enjoyable underrated bands. Is you, okay, you're a musician. Yeah. 
and you could probably appreciate and unappreciate a lot of bands in terms of their music quality. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I'm I'm not a music snob, but like I, there are certain things where I'll hear a band, like I'll hear like a pop song, and I'll be like, yeah, this is shit for this reason and stuff. Like I can name the reasons why I don't like it, not the fact that I just don't like it. So. The limited chords. It's not just that because then you have bands like Nirvana, which I think are great songwriters, and yet they use really limited chords. And what do you play? I've uh, a bit of everything. Okay. So cool. Same. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I just an ass with his opinions. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a point going? You talk. Well, no. Just generally speaking, I guess like so. Someone like Fall of Troy, they are. They're a bit more of a dynamic and complex band uh, in terms of their music compared to a lot of bands, which I think I enjoy a lot more. When when there seems a lot more sort of uh, weight into it, and it seems more of a. Like they put more effort into yeah, the music. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, I can understand that, but then I also think because there are, because they do that, it also, the general, the reasons they don't get big is because the general audience don't want to be thinking about the music that much, they just want something they can sing along to a lot of the time. And so that's why, like, it's just like you'll get certain artists that have got that sort of like, they can put so much stuff into their music and still make it really poppy. Like, I think Peter Gabriel is really good at making really good pop songs but that are still complicated and interesting like salisbury hill is a great example i don't know if you would consider that a pop song yeah no yeah but salisbury hill i mean who writes a song in seven eight time yeah exactly or like well look at something like uh money by pink floyd like that's it i think that's seven four something like that who uses a cash register as a percussive instrument yeah, right. exactly. Isn't but that... it's still a pop song. Like people, as soon as they hear that song, they know what that song is, sort of thing. So there are certain musical artists that are able to do really good, like things, well, really interesting things, and still make pop songs. But I think there are certain artists, like you're saying, Fall of Troy. Like if I was to play some Fall of Troy now, it's not something that you'd be like, oh yeah, you know, I can sort of nod my head and go along with this sort of thing. It's like. Because it also because it is really weird math timing like it like I'll, I'll just quickly get some up now and just so yeah I'm not familiar with Fall Out Troy so you have to yeah. play them for me. There's a band in America called Fall Out Boy. That's the quote. I, I was literally yeah. typing I, I in actually... Fall and it came up with <laughs> Fall Out Boy straight away. Uh, yeah, so this is a FCP remix. Part of how I judge a song right away is, uh, in terms of rock, is like, could I run to this? So and I think I could oh. run to this. This is a good running song. Okay, I actually, I started running last year. I've done two 10k runs this year. Oh, congrats, and man. I, I, I actually, I, I had to listen to rock music while doing it. It, it pushes you harder. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And studies show, like, you can be 10% more, something like 10% more productive, but have a 10% better time with the right music. But it, yeah. And and I actually tried, uh, someone suggested to me to listen to something a bit more pumping and a bit more electronic and a bit like some sort of EDM so music. a steady beat. Yeah. And it ruined me. I, I couldn't do it. Rock music was the one. Rock music is what just got me going and got yeah, me pumped yeah. to run. But like electronic music just kind of threw my... I, oddly enough, it threw my pace out. Well, because it's it's almost... It's, like, I guess reggae is a better example. Like people, The reason people relax to reggae, which I think reggae is overrated music in general as a genre, 
Um, but the Temple of Reggae, it's always the same temple. It's the Temple of, like, the calm heartbeat. So it, the idea is it gets your heartbeat to calm. But with EDM, maybe it, like, it's all so consistently the beat. Like, with rock music, there are certain songs with certain rhythms or certain, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, time signatures? Not time signature, uh... Sort of like the flow, the, the, the speed, the yeah. cadence. Um, yeah, that, that Which like is likewise with running, the yeah, cadence. Yeah, it pushes me. Or like for me, it's a lot of songs with um, you know, you listen to the Unpops podcast, like horn section, uh, yeah. bands with horn sections, like Streetlight Manifesto or uh, I mean, like and stuff so, like that. Yeah, like kind of that rock ska stuff, or like even like early No Doubt things like that. Um, for whatever reason, make me. Uh, more motivated to run, but I also played in like jazz bands and concert bands, so I like really like like horns in general. But um, yeah, that's interesting that like rock over EDM because like Absolutely. people show me like oh listen to this electronic music or you like this to run do it's like no it's not that I need like fast music I just need music that that gets me like excited oh, and, and feels absolutely. like I'm accomplishing something. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, I don't run, like, I end up, every time I go running, because I literally can only run at one speed, I've, like, I've got no, like, decent pacing. You have no so, pace, I know. Yeah, I've seen so it. <laughs> I, I'll end up, like, I've, like, done it, like, twice, I'll end up, like, pulling the muscle here, and it means I'm out for, like, sort of, like, six weeks, sort of thing, so it's, like, I stick away from running, like, I'll do everything else, but when, if, like, I haven't been to a gym for a while, but when I would go, I'd always listen to, like, Every Time I Die, which I don't know if you know the band. I so, like, it's a very aggressive band, and, like, that's the sort of music I like, because it's, like, it's getting me pumped, you know? It's like, okay, I can listen to music that actually gets me pumped, that, so I actually, like, do the workout sort of thing, and I feel like that pushes me more to, like, go the extra distance, because it actually feels like, you like, you get into the sort of emotions of it and stuff. Now, with going to the gym, I would rather listen to no music and just, like, focus on my breathing, like, in terms of, like, weightlifting. But what happens is... So many gyms play shitty music that I have to take headphones because if I try to work out listening to the music they play in the background, it like makes me angry because they're like <laughs> playing they're playing ABBA or whatever. It's like how the fuck am I supposed to get excited about lifting a weight when Dancing Queen's on in the background? How could you not get excited when Dancing Queen is on in the background? Well, I'm not a 28 year old woman like yourself, Lauren. <laughs> she may be slightly yes. older. <laughs> uh, Anyway, so so back to what was the main band we're talking. So you were talking about, uh, not Fall Out Boy, Fall Out Troy, mm. Fall Out Troy. So they're underrated. Well, how popular are they? In the well, UK? so they did a UK tour last year, and they played a venue called the Scala, which isn't that big. I would say what Scala is about a thousand to fifteen hundred capacity sort of venue. Is it? Yeah. Not been. Bear in mind they've been around since the early two thousand sort of thing, and they're Sorry. just. Like, I just think they're a really good band that do need a bit more, sort of, like, I'm, I'm, I know that... I mean, I saw them, like, ten years ago in Islington Academy, and it was yeah, yeah, tiny. Like, yeah, like, they, like, I was saying, they were playing this, like, 1,500-person venue, and it wasn't sold out, sort of thing. But I also saw them with a support band that I think was better than them anyway, if I'm honest. But, Who was the support band? Uh, it's no. a band called Tiny Moving Parts from Minnesota. I like that name. Yeah, they is the whole... Is from Minnesota part of their name, or they're from Minnesota? Oh, no, 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 no. It's, no, I was just saying they're from Minnesota. It's oh, okay. Super tiny. Well, that does sound like a better name, Tiny Moving Parts from Minnesota, yeah. <laughs> but um, I'll quickly throw them on, because they're just really enjoyable. Oh, I think they're really enjoyable to listen to. I'll put on something like this. So 
So they've still got that sort of mathy sort of bit to them, but they're um, a bit more gentle behind it. Just, I've never been so scared and sad at the same time. I was about to say the opening reminded me of Coldplay's first album, and now it doesn't at all. No. <laughs> but just the, it kind of sounded like yellow a little bit. Yeah. That's another band that I think is seriously uh, overrated. Overrated. Yeah. After like, their first album, yes. Like, they were, I was... I was literally talking to I was talking to my dad again because my dad isn't like into modern music, but he was just saying like how he was like who actually likes Coldplay, and then my fiance's like one of her best mates posted on Facebook. Oh, it's like I'm going to see Coldplay tonight. I was like, that's the sort of person that's going to Coldplay. It's the same people that like Nick. Is it the British equivalent of Nickelback fans? Where like <laughs> yeah. everyone's like, who yeah. listens to this band? But somebody does. Yeah, but it's not like it's to be fair. Nickelback is the same here as well. We do like I know a couple of people listen to Nickelback, but it's like I still don't get why they're as big as they are. Like I think like people that listen to Nickelback stopped listening to music in high school, and they're like, "This is the only band I'm gonna listen to for the rest of my life." We'll do our studies to show that like the music you listen to when you're like sort of fourteen, fifteen influences the music that you like. The music that you liked at that age influences music that you like for like the rest. Of yeah, your... something like after your earlier mid twenties, you don't really listen to any new music. You just listen to the same music. But I feel like I'm the exception to that, um, and maybe it's because like like you guys, you know, podcast about this stuff. But I'm constantly worrying about new music and talking about new music. But yeah, like I'm uh, always trying to dig into new music constantly. Or actually, I take that back. I'm constantly learning about music that's been around for a while and then going back and diving in. Um, it's like, who's a band that uh, recently I got into? Shit, why am I blanking on their name? Um, shit, why am I blanking on their name? They're a band out of Cincinnati and they broke up. Like, I got into them after they're no longer a thing. Oh, I don't even need to look it up. I just remembered... Uh, can't believe it's all these beers in me. Uh, Foxy Shazam. Foxy, okay. That's a hell of a name. I, I, you know, I, Foxy I, know, I know of them, I, but I remember Foxy. it was one of the bands that, like, a lot of the bands, um, it was one of the bands that a lot of the girls who were, like, into, like, the sort of emo scene when I was younger would talk about, and so I never actually checked them out because they were also listening to, like, just, like, bands that I didn't really care to listen to. See, a good way to figure out if, if I were, like, a band would be, like, would a 14-year-old girl 10 years ago have liked that band? And it'd be like, oh, yeah. Because you like Paramore as well, don't you? Well, I, like, I love Paramore. <laughs> and Paramore's a band that I've recently gotten into. And then My Chemical Romance. People will pick on them, but I think they're a great fucking band. I really like their first two albums, My Chemical Romance. And I like Paramore's first album, but I don't like much past their first album. Have you listened to their new album? It's like a pop album. Yeah, I, I sort of don't. It just sounds like she's trying to be blondie, if I'm honest. Yes. But that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad sound necessarily. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just, I, I, I like it when I hear more original. Like, I, I like it when there's bands they take influence from other artists and make it their own. And then there's certain band, like certain artists that will literally just like rip off someone else's sound. And it's like, yeah, we can obviously tell what that is. Yeah, you're trying to be that. Yeah, other thing. like how when Lady Gaga came out with an album a couple of years ago, and it, it sounded exactly like a Bonnie Tyler sort of stuff. And it's like. You're not trying. And the thing is, though, because Bonnie Tyler is so much older than like, everyone that she was appealing to back then didn't really listen to Bonnie That's Tyler. That's a generation gap. Yeah. But would you, would you say originality you. plays a big part in the underrated, overrated? Yeah, I would say so. Because a lot of original... Like, if you're trying to do something original, then people 
aren't really going to be into it because they like knowing they they like something similar to it. So if you're like cause my favorite band is a band called At the Driving, and I think they're amazing, but there's not another band that really quite sounds like them, and so it's a very sort of hard band for everyone to actually like sit down and listen to. I mean, one of my favorite bands, or my favorite band, uh, is Fastball, as you know from listening yeah. to the podcast. And I was trying to explain to you who Fastball is before. The fact that I haven't gotten in a fight with you over it is pretty incredible. <laughs> um, but to me, they're a greatly, all whatever I get accused of doing jokes about it aside, uh, they're a greatly underrated band. And part of why I think they're underrated is, as they've said in interviews, like, I don't think people knew what to do with them or how to package them because they're a band where the, it's a trio and the front two guys swap leads on songs so there's not one lead singer and there's not one lead songwriter so there's not like one star of the band so depending on the song they can sound completely different not just in style but in vocals too yeah. so like it's like people don't know how do i market that what do i do with that um but they're you know 20 25 years later still putting out music and it's just as good as ever in my opinion yeah. there's a band similar to that do you know the band uh the get up kids Oh, they they sort of had the same thing. Like they had like two guitarists, and one of them would like, one of them would do like the songwriting and singing, and then the other one like like same sort of thing. Like they were like they sort of back. yes. And so the thing is, there's like I prefer the main vocalist most of the time, but my favourite songs by the band were actually by like the other vocalist, and I, I sort of like find that sort of weird. But yeah, that was like I'm just. Like, when you were talking about that, it was his fault. Well, I'm a big fan of Genesis. And when I went through and started really digging deep, and they're and like my favorite Genesis songs, I realized they're all Mike Rutherford songs. Even though Phil sings on all of the songs from that era, it's like, oh, the, for whatever reason, the stuff Mike Rutherford writes, I really like. But then I go and listen to the Mike and the Mechanics, his spinoff band, and aside from a couple songs, I'm like, oh, this is all shit. I hate it. So what is it about when he writes a song for Genesis that makes it good? And then when he writes a Mike and the Mechanics song, it's like this cheesy yeah. garbage well, thing. Like David Gilmore, who's the guitarist in Pink Floyd. Mm -hmm. He's amazing in Pink Floyd. And like better than Roger Waters. And then you listen to his solo albums and like they're just trash. And it's like, why are you like why are you writing these terrible fucking songs when like I've seen how good you are with Pink Floyd? Now, playing devil's advocate to my own point there. What I like about that, even if it sounds like trash in both scenarios, is they're not trying to just do their band on their own. Like, you know what I mean? Like a, yeah, like Tom Perry sort of did that sort of thing. Yeah, or like when Steve Perry, you know, did his own solo stuff after Journey. It was like, you know, yeah. like Neil Sean will say in interviews, like he basically was doing Journey songs. Even like, I don't know, it's hard to say with Phil Collins, like the pop Genesis stuff compared to the Phil solo stuff was, uh, like, very similar sounding, but Phil was doing solo stuff. Anyway. Are you guys Genesis fans? Are, do you think Phil... Well, well, first off, which Genesis do you prefer? The Peter Gabriel Genesis? Peter Gabriel. You, I assumed you were a Peter Gabriel guy. I'm not a huge Genesis fan. I assume Nothing that against as well. them, but... Yeah. No, but do you think they're overrated, then? No, not necessarily. Um, just not a band I particularly okay, give we can't have different opinions to listen to, really. Because they have long songs. <laughs> no, not so. Their early stuff is super, they have like twenty minute songs. Yeah, because That's they're like they're it's like the prog band basically. But I yeah, I think I think Phil Collins is overrated in comparison to Peter Gabriel. And I, is that because just the complexities of Peter Gabriel and the theatrics, um, and the 
more obscure, complicated songwriting? No, I think it's just I rather like I could just chill out and listen to uh, a Peter Gabriel like song more than like I'll put like I'll listen to like a Phil Collins song and it just sounds a bit like you know bubblegum pop sort of thing. Well, Phil Collins definitely figured out a formula. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm gonna write great fucking pop songs. And yeah. he wrote great fucking pop songs, or at least commercially viable pop songs, whether you think they're great or not. Um, which Peter Gabriel stuff do you like the best, like, out of his solo stuff? Like, the songs that are more popular or or more deeper cuts? Um, I, I like a bit of everything. I think, I think my favorite song is actually, he does a cover of Heroes by David Bowie. I don't know if you've heard it. Yes. Yeah, that's probably, like, my favorite thing, which, of course, is, isn't his own song, but it's just, I think he does... He does something to it that completely changes the song from because like you listen to David Bowie's Heroes, it's this very sort of upbeat song, and he does it, and it's a very downer song. Have you heard um, Peter Gabriel's Book of Love? No, that's a great fucking song. I don't know if that's his song or a cover, but that's a really fucking well-written song. Yeah. If he didn't write it, then I don't know why the fuck I'm talking about it. But uh, <laughs> all right, so you guys are anti-Phil Collins. I get it. I understand. Well, no, uh, how are you oh, about Phil? You might not like Janice, but how are you? I don't Phil really Collins? hold an opinion, if I'm honest. That is genuinely it. It's just, he's Phil Collins. I, I, thought he, I thought he'd be a bigger deal over here. Um, My missus loves him. Like, she's really into, like... Like, he's come out of retirement. Would you go see him if you had tickets? Or you're like, I don't want to see that show. He's no. an old man now, so it's kind of sad. No, I don't think I'd go see him back in the day if I wanted to see either. Like, there's something about and like... I think it's also because there's certain bits of these personalities that I don't like. The fact they, like, divorced his wife by a fax machine and stuff, you know? It's like... They didn't have texting yet. <laughs> yeah, but it's the same concept as texting. Yeah, it's like, would you divorce someone by text? Uh, I mean, my sister got engaged via text, so... I'm the, the yeah. worst engagement story ever. Uh, she was <laughs> at an Olive Garden... And he went. To, uh, she went to the bathroom, and she came back. She had a text that said, "Will you dot dot dot?" And she looked at it. It was from the guy across the table. And then he just goes, "Marry me." She said yes. And I'm like, that's the saddest fucking story I've ever heard. <laughs> no, the best one. So my my. They pet... didn't get married, by the way. Oh, <laughs> should have. She just stuck around for the free breadsticks, and then afterwards she's. <laughs> my uh, the way my dad proposed to my mum was they were in a caravan in Wales, which I don't know if you know much about Wales, but it's just a really rainy, dreary place. And my dad showed it from one end of the caravan to the other, where my mum was supposed we should get married then, and that was his proposal. Yeah, I like that because if she says no, he'd be like, "Ah, I was just casually saying it." <laughs> my dad kind of did it kind of casually as well. He he literally, I mean, he had the ring and everything, but he was walking past the church and just kind of like. Pulled it out, nodded to my mum, said, you fancy it? And then he's like, God's watching. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how my parents got engaged, and I have no interest in asking you. <laughs> I don't want to know. Yeah, I, I think the way I got engaged is just a bit soppy, if I'm honest. Um, we were, my missus loves tea, and so I took her to Paris, and I got a, a, a tea cup, and... On the handle, I tied the ring, and on the teacup it says, will you marry me? And so when she went into the shower, I quickly went and made her a cup of tea, and as she came out of the shower, I presented it with her, to her, with her, to her, and then she rudely shut the door and went back into the bathroom, and I had to wait five minutes before she came out and gave me an answer. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> so that's that's my engagement story. <laughs> what did she do in that five minutes? Who did she text and call? Uh, she couldn't text anyone. <laughs> Her phone was next to me. She just had to think about it? Yeah, she's just like... <sighs> what type of tea was it? Oh, just... Uh, Earl Grey. Um, maybe, maybe she's like an Earl Grey. Oh, maybe if you brought me a green tea, it'd be yes. Earl oh, no, Grey. No, no. I don't have to think about that. No, no. See, if you're in England, you generally just drink the one type of tea. I haven't had Earl Grey yet. What I have today, Lauren, I had a green tea and I had a like lemongrass and ginger, lemongrass and You've ginger been tea. Poorly, that's the problem. Yeah, no. In England, what it's about literally. English breakfast tea. English breakfast tea. Yeah, English breakfast yeah, is yeah. like Earl Grey. Yeah, English breakfast. That's okay. just like yeah. standard tea. I don't think I've ever had Earl Grey tea because I don't like how it sounds. It just sounds like I'm drinking <laughs> some guy named Earl Grey's jizz or something. <laughs> I know. That's why I don't order it. What's wrong with you? It's like Earl James Jones. I can now never drink a cup of Earl Grey tea. You can't. I ruined it for you, but that's where my brain goes. Um, <laughs> when I was writing up the list of like um, artists that I think are overrated, I kept making a list of saying I think these are overrated in comparison. Like, like I just did with Phil. Like I think Phil Collins is overrated in comparison to um, Peter You're Gabriel. Yes. And so like I was trying not to do that, but I kept finding myself doing it. So I've got. I've just, I've just opened up a list of like bands that I think are overrated and I've got Ed Sheeran. I don't know if you know who that is. What? You think he's overrated? He's on Game of Thrones, yeah. right? See, yeah. that Warren, oh, you have a pa- Warren, come over closer if you're going to weigh in. <laughs> just so it picks up clearly. Just please continue. Why is Ed Sheeran overrated? It's just... He's just acoustic crap. Like, there's so many better acoustic art- artists that are out there and stuff. And there's people like... There's a there's a guy called um, Damien Rice, who like it, I'm it, very familiar Rice with him. Great. Yeah, yeah, but the, yeah, like he's appropriately he, rated. I I think he's underrated. Okay. Because he's writes like oh, most people only know the one song Cannonball or like maybe Root, Root, yeah. or Rootless Tree, because they were like the two main radio hits. But if you actually go and listen to his stuff, there's so much of his stuff that I think. It's like just really good songwriting and everyone should appreciate. And then there's someone like, like who wouldn't be around unless people like him paved away, like for like like Ed Sheeran to come along. And Ed Sheeran's just none of his music really any good. I just don't get why he sells out such large venues. Like he played the Hollywood Bowl and that's like a twenty thousand seat yeah. outdoor. And he also he tried rapping as well. And he's like he's a white ginger kid. He like he shouldn't <laughs> be doing this. Wasn't he also in Game of Thrones? Didn't people yeah. lose their shit over that? Yeah, I've, I've only just started. Did he like close down his Twitter from. account over the negative feedback he got from that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say to counter that, like acoustic solo songwriter, I think Colin Hay is underrated. Yeah, people I love know Colin him Hay. from Men at Work. Uh, you know Man at Work, right? No. You, know Colin Hay. you would know Land Down Under, at least. Come from Land Down Under. No, but you know Colin Hay because you watch Scrubs. So you know... Oh, no way. Yeah, okay. Yes. So, so uh, Overkill, yeah. And uh, what was the other one from? Uh, not uh, Waiting, waiting for, for My, my... Real, life, real Life to Begin, yeah. yeah. So those were the two songs used in Scrubs. Um, that kind of gave him a resurgence, and that's part of how I got... Well, that's how I got into him. Like, um, I... Zach Braff was a huge fan of him and also put him on the Garden State soundtrack with... Uh, I just don't think I'll get over you, I think was the song in there. But, so, he has a solo album called Man at Work, where he does stripped-down versions of Man at Work songs. But he has a, a bunch of, he puts out a lot of new music, and he just, he's fucking phenomenal. I've seen him four or five times since I moved to Los Angeles. I saw him this summer in Ojai with a band at the this place called the Libby Bowl. And, uh, 
It's a shame Men at Work was so huge. Like, at the time, Men at Work was a global band. Yeah. Uh, but the stuff he puts out now is just as good, if not better. And people, you know, he just doesn't have that mass appeal. No, I do really, like, enjoy it. Like, it's it's not... It's not technical. Like, it's not like like people like... Uh, what's his name? Ben Howard, where it's, like, really technical guitar and nice singing. But, like, he's just really good songwriter. Like, I really appreciate it. Even song. that I'd push back on a little... Like, I'm trying to think of some of the songs that... Uh, I guess even waiting for my real life to begin. If you if you just tried to pick up a a guitar and play like there's so the way he plays it it's so intricate intricate I can't even say the fucking word intricate. Um, watching him live you don't realize how complicated the songs are and that's like that guy's a fucking technically skilled musician. Yeah no I I do really like uh, Colin Hay and I would say like he's really underrated. Yeah I'm trying to think who else in that vein of like acoustic guitar player is underrated. Yeah, but fuck Ed Sheeran. Sorry, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got another one who's overrated in the acoustic sort of thing, and that would be someone like uh, James Blunt. I don't know if you know who James Blunt is, but he got really big over here. Um, and yeah, he just wasn't that good. And I feel like people blame Damien Rice for people like James Blunt coming along. because, But that's like blaming the Beatles for bands like uh, just lie. I was gonna say the Beatles for like every rock band ever. Yeah, but the Beatles are just a pop band. If you I blame the honest. Beatles for Ringo Starr. We don't need that solo shit. <laughs> uh, but I, I, to be fair, he's my favorite Beatle just because. I know a lot of people have that opinion. I feel like a lot of people hate Ringo Starr. Yeah. Wait, just on the topic then, Beatles. Underrated, I, overrated. Overrated. No, they're appropriately rated. I, I really think they're overrated as a band. I think a lot of people think they're over... Well, okay, the general populace thinks they're appropriately rated, but... No, but... Okay. Something <laughs> about... Because everyone's like, oh, yeah, no, they're such a good rock band. They weren't a rock band to me. To, they they were a pop band, and, you know... Well, it, like, who were their fans? Well, it is weird that they're, like, they're, they're kind of like a girls. boy band. Yeah, yeah, they're like exactly. the first boy band. Yeah, exactly. That's because what... people like them based on their looks or whatever. Yeah, their and then their last hair. What was it their last four up? Like they stopped live touring. They only played like whatever that one rooftop concert, a handful of of things for yeah. the last four albums. Like they stopped playing live. Yeah, like they, but there's only like one or two songs. Like I really enjoy half of the song. Um, Oh, what is it? You enjoy uh, half a, of the song? Yeah, uh, A Day in the Life of... like um, Because half of it's written by John Lennon, and it's like this really interesting bit. And then the other half is... I can't think of what his name is. The guy who's still alive. Paul McCartney? Paul McCartney. And it's like... I don't think you get to have an opinion on the Beatles if you name all four. <laughs> <laughs> George Harrison, Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, John Lennon. And who was the original drummer? George, not Pete Best. Pete Best. I was going to say George Best. He's a footballer. Pete Best is still yeah. alive, I believe, as well. Yeah, but yeah, because if do you know the song "A Day in the Life of"? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that starts off with um, it starts off with like John Lennon. It's like really sort of like I'm watching blow his brains out in the car, and it's like wake up, get out of bed. And it's like. Calm down, please. Like, this is a good song until that happens. <laughs> <laughs> now, I would say John Lennon is... Well, John Lennon is the most overrated of oh, the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he kind of gets, like, a pass because he died early. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Because he got, people were like, oh, he's great. He would have written so many great songs. But then you see, he was like, now awesome. he probably written a bunch of shitty songs. Yeah, he's like an abusive, wasn't he like an abusive piece of shit? Yeah, and uh, like, he's like, and like, he's to his first son as well. Like, he was a piece of shit to his first son yeah. and stuff. Yeah, he's just. And even like about person. Imagine, didn't he talk about like, yeah, he's like, I just bullshitted the son or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, he wasn't a great person. I'm probably retelling that wrong and people are going to get upset at me. But whatever. No, I mean, Um okay. I don't know. I think Paul McCartney. I, I mean, George Harrison was a phenomenal. I would say yeah. George Harrison is underrated. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think he's probably like songwriting wise, he's probably the best Beatle. I just enjoyed Ringo Starr because I just feel like he's he's the he's sort of he's the glue that kept everything together. That was a band I got into this year, and I'm blanking on their name because of alcohol. Uh, the the George Harrison, Tom Petty, Roy Orbison. Are you talking about... No, I'm thinking of Travelling Wilburys. Oh, yeah, the Travelling Wilburys. Wilburys, that's They're it, yeah. fucking great. The, the, yeah. You know them? Nope. You'll, so, know, you'll know it if I was to play it to you. So, yeah, you can pull some up if you want. So, it's it's a super group. It's uh, George Harrison, Roy Orbison. You know Roy Orbison is, right? You know George Harrison, at least. Yep. You know Tom Petty. Yeah. You know Bob Dylan. Yeah. Roy Orbison. And then the fifth guy. I forget his fucking name. Was, um, and they did one album. Was it Eric Clapton? No. Uh, they did one album with Roy Orbison, and then Roy Orbison died, and they did a second album. Do you know this song? Sometimes you gotta be strong. Well, it's oh, right. It's yeah. on New Tricks, the TV show New Tricks, is the theme tune for that. Nice. Okay, nice. So, yeah, this is the Traveling Wilburys. But, yeah, so that's... Um, where are we? Um, now, uh, here's I'm, an unpopular opinion. Tom Petty just died. Still gonna say it. Overrated. I'm gonna get a lot of hate for that. I, to be fair, I'm not saying he's not good. I've never checked out a lot of his music, if I'm honest. Like I know like Free Falling and that, just because that was like in a thousand yeah. films and stuff. But other than that, I I feel like it's one of the songs that like a lot of people in my generation, like a lot of bands in my generation, just skip like Tom Petty and Heartbreakers. Like I know like um, what's his name. Uh, Dave Grohl drummed for him for a bit and stuff, but yeah, I mean Dave Grohl had a pivotal career decision where he could have gone and been the touring yeah. drummer for Tom Petty or do Foo Fighters, and luckily he did Foo Fighters. Like Tom Petty, Bob Dylan, Oasis—they're all in that like area of where I just don't like how they sound vocally. Like it's like whiny what? to me. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, what like, vocally is this it? This is what I sound like. I, that's a terrible impression. Well, but they all, Dylan, eh? yeah. <laughs> but they all kind of have just like that stench of like, why are you whining when you sing? It's almost talk singing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of the talk singing. I like harmonies. I like vocal layers. Um, not them. Yeah. I also think the Rolling Stones are overrated. I just never got the Rolling Stones though. I know I'm I'm throwing out a lot of strong opinions. I was gonna say here. we're from Dartford, so like the Oh yeah, yeah, they're from they're from Dartford, so like they're from like where we're born. Are they like the hometown heroes then? Pretty much. Yeah. Do you think they're appropriately rated, I underrated? Actually, I, I think they're you know, overrated. To, to a degree, I actually agree. I think they're overrated. Like there's only like one song <laughs> that I sort of half enjoy and it's just because I like like the vocal line in it and like in one bit of the song and um it's like can't always get what you want. I just yeah. like, like that bit. But Even I, that I mean, sounds that. ruined because Trump keeps playing it on his fucking campaign rallies. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, See, the, the, that's the thing I agree, which ruins things. The overrated thing, it's either the overplayed or someone's 
that played it inappropriately, like as you said earlier in the bars. Or with Rolling Stones, it's everyone telling me they're the greatest band. They're definitely not better than the Beatles. Like well, fuck that. We, I, I find a lot of times, like I like Pink Floyd, but a lot of people say, no, Led Zeppelin's better. I was like, I don't think Led Zeppelin's that great of a band. Also, you can like Pink Floyd without somebody telling you about Led Zeppelin. Yeah, like, I like Pink Floyd, but like name a band. I'll just be like, but. But the Beatles are better. Well, no one's talking about the fucking Beatles. <laughs> I mean, we were on this podcast, but... Yeah. But, no, no, I... But, like, but that sort of comes into what I'm saying. Like, when I was saying, I think this person's overrated when this person should be more thing, you know. So, yeah, I guess it sort of works. So, it's fine. And, um, I've got a couple of others. Yeah, go for it. I think, uh, there's a band that came out a couple of years ago called Fun. I don't know if you know it. I know their first two hits, and they were hard to escape. Um, what what yeah. are the two names of the songs? Uh, what is it? Um, something about fire, I think. Um, <laughs> They're called fun. It's that tonight. We set the one yeah. on fire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, is that their first hit? Or their That's second? their first hit. Because yeah. it's two guys, but the first song, it's really only the one guy, and then yeah. when they play it live on TV, it's like the other guy just stands there and does nothing. It's yeah. like, ah. Uh. Well, they... Well, like again, like I'm saying, I think they're overrated because he was in a band before that called The Format. Mm-hmm. And I'll play a bit of The Format in a second. But The Format, I think, is like 10 times better than, like, Fun. And I'm like, I was just, li- like, when everyone was like, oh yeah, Fun's a really good band, like, really getting into it. I was like, you should really, like, go out and listen to, like, their, like, what he was doing before. Because that's such a better band, if I'm honest. Um how often do you guys usually put out podcasts? Um, it's not consistent. No, it's not a consistent thing. It's been um, weekly yeah, at points. Yeah. It's been monthly, monthly at other points. Yeah, it's because like well, we're both in this sort of like in this we're both moving at the moment. So like and where we work full time, it's hard trying to get all together. But yeah, and we're trying to get more consistent. I think once we moved in, it'll probably be more consistent, won't it? Are you guys gonna move in together? No, 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 no. no. I'm, you uh, just bought a house. I've just bought a house. Oh, just congratulations! To be at the same time, more or less. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll quickly. This is the format. And I just think this is generally more fun to listen to without. Then fun. <laughs> I was gonna say no pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. I won't run to it, but it's good. Yeah, and like, it's not like upbeat enough for me. Like, like they have got like they've got like these really interesting bits with just like horn sections and like bits that like fuck yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think it's really big. In this. Why did they break up? Um, they changed. Basically, this is a second album. And you don't hear enough rock songs with chimes in them. Yeah. Well, no, basically, they, I think they... You hear that? It was fucking chimes. They suffer Coldplay, who fucking ruined chimes. I was listening to something, and uh, it was a funny YouTube video. I can't think what it was called, but it was basically saying what falsetto... Because, like, the lead singer from Coldplay just does falsetto vocals. And he goes, falsetto vocals, it means false vocals, because you don't actually sing. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that sounds about right, because he just does that. It's like, yep. yeah, please stop. <laughs> That's why I liked their first album. It wasn't like that. I can't say I've ever listened to the first album. Yellow was the single. I, I know the song That's Yellow, song. but... No, I was like... Do you know what, oddly enough, I remember like back in the day actually enjoying that album, and I just can't stand Coldplay in general now. But they, 
they did a song called Violet Hill or something like that. Um, and I, I, it's on the album where they stole like the whole uh, Le Mis sort of like the revolution picture that on the album, I can't think of what it's called. It's like Viva La something. But um, the song actually sounds like it should be covered by like a heavier band. And I feel like there are certain bands that it's like, I don't like this music, but if uh, another band was to cover it, it would probably be better. But saying that, I, like, okay, I really don't like Michael Jackson. I think Michael Jackson's mm. hugely overrated. Absolutely agree. And this is like a huge arguing point. Underrated pedophile. Real good. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't get the credit he deserves for getting away with the kids he does. But any time I hear a song cover one of his songs, I think, oh yeah, that's a pretty good cover. Like I can enjoy it. Like, and I'm like, Ant Farm? I really like it in there, but I think they're underrated because a lot of people just saw them as like a novelty band because they did like. Well, their cover. first hit was the cover, but movies is a great fucking yeah, song. Their be- second single. Because of the music video, I think people saw that as a novelty thing. But if you actually listen to the rest of their album, it's just a really good album sort of thing. But yeah, like they did a cover, and then um, uh, who's the singer? Uh, the weekend did a cover of Dirty Diana, which is a really good cover of that and stuff. And I'm just like, I like it when people cover his stuff, but I can't stand his original well, music. Well, the people covering his stuff aren't fucking touching kids in the background. Could be that. Also, I think it's because I hate all the fake simp sounds and stuff. In the, like, I really, I'm not a fan of like fake sounding drums a lot. Yeah, actually, the the Michael Jackson stuff I liked best musically is like. After all of his plastic surgery stuff, as weird as that sounds, like, like the black or white stuff and the the Free Willy soundtrack, as lame as that sounds, I remember <laughs> loving that shit as a kid. Um, like the stuff from his nineties, I thought was really fucking great. Yeah, I think it's probably. Uh, I think he, by that point he'd moved away from using like all these like fake drum sounds and stuff. I was like, I'll just listen to. It. I was like, I'd rather hear real music instruments in the background. And it's not like a. Keyboard. I mean. Thriller, if you isolate that along, like, Thriller was fucking incredible. But, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's just kind of poppy that I'm, like, I'm sick of. Like, Billy Jean, I don't... Whatever. Yeah. I don't like Man in the Mirror, either. But... I like Man in the Mirror. That grew on me. But I think I like that song because of the cover I heard. What cover? I don't remember who covered it, but it, yeah. it was just a really good cover of that song. I feel like the music video for that was just stolen from Sledgehammer, though, by Peter Gabriel. Like, I don't know if you can remember what music videos. Like. It was the Sledgehammer was the like. The it took him three days to shoot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Man in the Mirror music video is pretty much the same sort of music video as it. And it's like, I don't know. I just I just think that it's just basically stole it. Um, I'm trying to see if I've got any other. Um, Phil Collins. Oh, Biffy Clyro. I think. Oh, you do have Phil Collins on your list. Yeah, as oh. as you know, as a. Uh, Overrated in comparison to Peter Gabriel. Gotcha. But yeah, um, I think Biffy Clyro are hugely overrated. But I think who's that? I believe. Come on. So later, Biffy Clyro is overrated. Yeah. Early Biffy Clyro. Underrated. Yeah. I, yeah. I knew yeah. it. Like, I don't want to sound like one of. <laughs> this like, is more fun for me to listen to, not knowing who it is. Like, okay. Why are these guys so passionate about this? No, really. They're Scottish. Scottish. Just they're, everyone's passionate they're, in Scotland. They were. Yeah, they were Scottish band, and they were. I'm going to sound like, like a, a music snob because I'm I'm going to end up saying, you know, the first album's really good and then everything else off that shit. But it's like, no, their first, like, four albums are really good and they had, like, they were just sort of more aggressive and then they sort of found this pop, 
like it's not even pop it's really boring like i just find the newer stuff just crap and boring and i don't get why they're selling out stadiums and having like bands like brand new as a support band for do you know what this brings me to like an amazing question i really want to ask why do you think like so in our opinion why do you think so many bands are so overrated so as to the general population thinks they're so appropriately rated or so wonderfully rated i think they were strategically packaged and marketed by yeah. large companies that had plans and machines behind them yeah like yeah. um and forced down the public's throat yeah like you don't realize but are they forced or are they welcomely received no no i think because the amount of times that you hear like people like oh like like okay justin bieber for instance people say i hate justin bieber when he first came out but then because I've never everyone just it. kept hearing <laughs> no 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 but then like because people kept hearing Here's your number one hit by Justin Bieber. And basically, I think the charts aren't... Yeah. There's nothing I hated real. Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus, and then you hear it enough, and you're like, all right, she's all yeah, okay. Yeah, And then people, because people are saying it's the number one hit, and everyone likes it, you're like, well, okay, I guess... Well, I, I gotta guess be like everyone. What, am I yeah. a fucking idiot? Why don't I get it yeah. like everyone and, else? Yeah, you know, radio radio isn't chosen by the DJs. It's chosen by the record guys. Like, the record companies telling you what to play, you know? They don't choose the music. They're told what it is. So you think... You, so you both kind of agree it's simply the psychology of, this is great, everyone loves it, therefore you must love it. Well, I think yeah. there's a machine behind it. And I also think... I think some of the stuff we're saying is... Underrated is the, the opposite side of that coin in that, like... It's really good, but it just... Like... Some of the stuff we're talking about, if it had a machine behind it, like if Fastball had the same machine behind it on its second and third albums as it did its first, it would, it had songs that could have been hits. They just weren't, they didn't get radio play. If they didn't get radio play because it was good or bad, they didn't get radio play because they didn't have a machine, yeah. a record label behind them pushing and doing all the work. Yeah. Um, and there's, I mean, that's probably the case with a lot of the underrated stuff we like. It's like, okay, it's... It could be a hit on the radio if it was played on the radio. Yeah. Well, it's like, the amount of times there's, like, a bad film out, but just because it's been posted over, like, you see a poster for it, a thousand, and uh, the trailer's posted a thousand times, like, okay, I guess I'll go see it because everyone's posting about it sort of thing. You you think, and, like, so you go see it, even if it's shit, like, there's certain films that, like, are number one in the chart for, like, two weeks and stuff just because everyone's talking about it doesn't mean it's a good film. You know, there's songs that will be in the charts at number one. Like, if you, okay, in the, in England, Mr. Blobby was number one. <laughs> which I don't know Mr. if you know Blobby. what... Mr. Oh my God. Mr. Blobby was a man in a costume on... Is it North Basically House Party? Basically a fat suit, yeah. And it wasn't even, like, a real song. And, like, the t- I think the Teletubbies got number one and stuff in England. And so it's, like, it's it's not even about being good. It's just the fact that it was ran down everyone's throats to the point it was like, okay, I guess it's just going to be number one this week. Yeah, but is that just your memory of it? It was ran down our throats? Or did people genuinely like it? Is that what took it off? Do you think people like the Cheeky Girls? I, sadly, Ke- I want to say fucking yes. Or Ketchup? I, oh, my God. Like, there's, there's, I'm not even saying I'm sure you've never heard I of I hate it. them based on their names already. <laughs> like, good. You should. They, they are terrible artists and stuff, and I don't get how they ever reached number one. Like, I think... Like, Ketchup had a song, it was like, uh-huh, it just wasn't a great song, and the Cheeky Girl was just like, I, I don't even want to try singing. Are they just attractive people that are going to have a good image? <laughs> yes, there were these two Some people twins. say yes, but dear God, I'd say no. There were these two twins who just sort of wore hot pants and stuff, and they just sung, we are the Cheeky Girls, like, touch my butt sort of thing. And Weren't they like X Factor contestants or something like that? Yeah, something like that, and it's just because there was so much... 
stuff going on about them that ended up getting pushed to number one somehow. There's a bit of hype and they yeah. kind of rolled with it. but Which, yeah, which just shows, like, if you have got people talking about you and something pushing it, you can get number one. And so, like you're saying, like, Fastball had songs that could have been big hits if there was actually something behind it pushing it forward and actually saying, actually listen to this instead of, you know, just an album being released. Because the amount of bands that will just have albums released and they won't release a music video or they won't release any singles from it. And so it sort of just like goes under the radar sort of thing. Well, I was talking to uh, Nigel Dick, who, I don't know if you know who Nigel Dick is. He directed Britney Spears' Baby One More Time, uh, Guns N' Roses' Welcome to the Jungle, Sweet Child of Mine, uh, Band-Aid, Do They Know It's Christmas Time, uh, all the Oasis videos. He's directed okay. all the, he's a legendary music director. And he just, he directed a music video in my backyard a couple weeks ago for Fastball, this band. Yeah, you really yeah, need to look yeah, up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will, I will. He's talking about, uh, like, back in his prime, it was like, it was just all about, like, how do we make the music video? What's the music video? Like, we gotta make a good music video. And now it's like, how do we get people to watch a music video? Like, that's yeah, the challenge that's we dead now. Back in the day, it's just like, oh, you get on MTV. It doesn't matter if it's shit or, like, it's just gonna get played a million times. And now yeah. there's just so much content out there and so many choices that there are so many good music videos that have like a thousand views. Yeah, I don't think music videos are that important anymore. Like, because like MTV, it stands for music television. No, now it's literally just like reality shows. Like, yeah, garbage. No, yeah, non. There's no real music video. And the things that get more views on YouTube aren't necessarily music videos, but like, oh, here's this band doing this stripped down cover or like some like weird variation of like you know they do it on the tonight show jimmy fallon where they do like with the kids toys and the roots yeah um that's the type of stuff that gets a lot of views yeah like, I, I, there's a band i can't remember what their name what their name was but it was a band and basically they were playing a show and the lead singer wasn't 21 and so he wasn't allowed in the venue to play so he literally stood up at the front like with like uh, something that could hear the rest of the band in and played out front while the rest of the band played inside. So, uh, <laughs> That's crazy. And that got tons of views and they've never made a music video and stuff but that got like, that basically blew up because of that. And that so, cost them nothing. Yeah. And yeah, I just thought it was a really funny idea as well. Like, I wish I was... I know, it might have been a great publicity stunt where they had a big team behind them they're like, we're going to do this and stage this, you know. No, I, I, I don't think but... so. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think so, but that's what intrigues me. Yeah, that's they got yeah. you, man. Hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think other underrated bands from my perspective. Uh, we were talking about this earlier at the bar, Lauren. Uh, Guster. Do you know who Guster is? I know your name. I don't know what they've ever released. Their trio, uh, probably late 90s, was one of their most prominent. Uh, but like rock pop band. And uh, kind of similar to Fastball. I, I, I tend to like a lot of bands that have multiple songwriters that switch off. So there's like the sounds continually uh, changing up. I would say Ben Folds, as popular as he is, he is underrated and oh, should yeah. be even bigger. Uh, I just saw him two weeks ago. He's always fucking great. Um, Would you say Satellite by Gusters? Satellite's they? one of their, uh, not particularly my favorite song, but certainly a popular song of theirs. I like the little hammer for them sort of thing going in there. When you... Reminds me of um, 
What's his name? Like the vocal reminds me of Elliot Smith. You know Elliot Smith at all? I know the name, yeah. Yeah, reminds me of that. I can, I can hear this being big in sort of like the 90s and stuff. And didn't, there's a band called Kings of Convenience. I don't know if you know who they are. It sounds very sort of similar to that sort of thing. But they're very underrated as well. I think who else from the 90s? Uh, Bare Naked Ladies. As much as everyone knows them. When they had Stephen Page, like, they, so they have all these hits. But the hits are like these poppy songs or like, oh, clever wordplay or like, if I had a million dollars or one week. Yeah. You know, they're kind of gimmicky songs. But they actually have a lot of great, well-written songs with a, a eclectic songwriting style uh, that, that are lyrically powerful and really like, um, well-performed. Uh, is it Our Apartment or? Uh, yeah, Old Apartment. Old Apartment. Old really Apartment, like Brian Wilson, Enid. Uh, Enid's a great song. a great song. That's like off their first album in 92. Um, and Stephen Page, who we're missing by two weeks, he was he got kicked out of the band or left the band like five, ten years ago. But his solo stuff, it's kind of like a Colin Hay thing where when you're part of this big band, people give a shit. And then when you're not part of the band, people don't give a shit, even though it's the same guy. Um, it's yeah. like the packaging and the marketing of it, you know? Um, I think he's greatly underrated. Uh who else am I? I don't know. You got, you got other underrated, overrated? Um, I've got more overrated stuff. But. Yeah, generally. I don't know. Underrated. Uh, I like a band I like. But And this is what a lot of it's down to. It's kind of just personal opinion in terms of underrated. And maybe um, you would you like it that a lot of people don't like them. Because then it's kind of your own thing. I, a lot of people do that. Well, that is a generally open opinion with most people. They love a band. They get popular. And then they think they're overrated. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, it's because it, it's like, oh, it's my thing. I can go see them with 50 people at a bar instead of, yeah. you know, 10,000 people. But is it, though? Because I still think a lot of what happens is a, a popular artist or a popular band does, they, they fit into that. Have you ever heard of the pop music accent? Like, there is there's, it's a lot of pop music artists fit into a certain accent that they actually it, it's it's a likable tone basically oh yeah so, I, I know the sort of thing and, and, and you do you, you hear it in like I mean the Biffy Claridge you hear it comparably to their older stuff they just suddenly like fit into a certain tone that yeah. the general populace likes but had you known their earlier stuff whether you knew it already or you've looked into it it uh, every uh, everyone generally likes the uh, the different sound I think I, th I think that's that's what makes me generally think of a band as them being overrated because you think, do you know what, like their older stuff, it's it's got that different sound to it. And I love that different sound. I, I love that that makes them more unique as opposed to they're fitted into no, the general populace. And try, they're like trying to make a hit song instead of just like writing the stuff that they're good at. Yeah. Yeah. I think the last overrated artist I've got is Beyonce. Yeah. Ooh. I, I, I don't care about Hope the Hope you fucking, don't have a lot of lady listeners. I don't care about the fucking beehive or <laughs> no, whatever that shit is. <laughs> she's just... Anymore. She's just not that great. And it's like... And when she... like, Her dad produced a lot of it and then when she tried going out on her own to produce her own stuff, if you listen to it, it just sounds fucking terrible. And it's like... I just don't know why like there's so much hype behind her. Like... Yeah, she's got an okay voice and she can dance a little bit, but I just, there's, there's nothing to the music, I think. Now, I don't agree with that, but if you said she was overrated because she's great, but she's not the second coming of Christ, then I would understand, because I just think she's elevated at such a level that it's just like, well, no one's that fucking good. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like everyone's going crazy. Like, it's getting to the point where people, like, 
when when she released that song, it was like, who the fuck is like Becky with a good hair? And people were just harassing people on like Twitter because they think that Jay Z might have been cheating on her with like some. Girl Which I think Jay Z did end up like admitting he was cheating or whatever. Like, I know, but it's just like for her, just for like because they didn't know who it was, so there's just like randomly attacking pe- anyone on fucking Twitter called Becky. It's like fucking calm down. No, I agree with that though. Like, imagine being in a relationship where your significant other cheats on you, and then the bad thing that happens is you write a song and make millions of dollars off. Of you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. But then, yeah, but surely the worst part of that then is having to perform it. Maybe that's the fuck you to the person. Yeah. that's way worse than. The yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. But I, but, I don't get why so many people follow it. It's almost like blind Nazi following. You know, it's like. Well, it's like a soap opera. They like the story. They like the drama. They like the narrative. They like knowing all the ins yeah. and outs of to it. To be saying, you saying that there are certain. There's a really big soap in England called EastEnders, and there'll be certain characters in that who are like bad characters like the hill sort of character and they get death threats constantly like the actors get death threats and it's like that's a character i'm playing like you really have to calm down yeah but yeah that's that's my last overrated i i really don't get what the hype is behind Beyonce. um i've got i've got uh a couple of underrated bands that i'm probably gonna have to queue up because no share. one know who Go they for are it. there's so there's a band called fight like apes um I just, I just really think they, they basically, they had a really good first album. They got a little bit of exposure. The second album wasn't that great. Like it was still good, but it wasn't that great. But they didn't get a lot of exposure out of it. And then because they ended up uh, swapping uh, band members and stuff, they sort of lost momentum a lot of it. Like so, they didn't sort of stick around. But um, let me just get the playlist up. Um, I just think that they're really worth checking out. So. This is uh There's no guitar, it's literally uh bass drums and two keyboards. Same goes for you, I like my meatballs in a dish. Uh they're from Ireland and but the least you know and the least keyboard is met and which is a Spanish music. Sounds like she's singing to wet with a robot. And then my next overrated, uh, underrated band is a band called uh, Andrew Jackson Jihad, which have actually changed the name now to AJJ. As they should. Yeah. yeah because <laughs> can't believe um, no one listens to Andrew Jackson Jihad. Yeah, um, they're a sort of a, a folk punk band. So this is hmm. Andrew Jackson Jihad. I don't know if anyone likes folk or punk here, but yeah, I do. Yeah. So the, the concept behind this song is the fact that it's called American Tune, is the fact that he's white, he's a straight white male, so he can get away with anything. Whereas if you're coloured or um, a woman or anything, or gay, you've had problems in the States. It reminds me of a little bit of a I want the world and milk for you. Or whatever that's the one that you're talking about. No, I don't know. It always sounds racist until like you actually listen to it and realize it's just racist. Is it an electronic kazoo? That's what it sounds like. 
I think people like it, man. You have reminded me of two like bands, I think, or two artists that I think are kind of underrated. Um, Frank Turner and uh, Beans on Toast. Okay, you Beans know on Frank toast. Turner. I should know Beans on Toast, though. I don't know why that sounds familiar. Oh. Maybe I read a menu today. <laughs> <laughs> it's a normal. It's a normal English recipe, actually. But uh, is it beans with his nose? Beans. With, this is Frank Turner. I'm familiar. This with. is beans on toast. It's uh, he's got a very rough vocal. Yeah, yeah. But I can do this vocal quite easy. Actually, it's fun to do. Uh, this song called "Envy Amazing." Something like "Envy Amazing." Festival with a bag of MDMA. Yeah, we this, both this, took a great that voice dab was, and went to greet the dad. <laughs> it seems like the British version of this folk shit smash mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I love that folk smash mouth. I, I enjoy that. But, I mean that in the worst way possible. <laughs> yeah, I, I sort of, I don't know. Smash mouth deserves the amount of hate that they get. Just look at their Twitter and the shit they post anytime oh, yeah, 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 They yeah, deserve the, all the hate they get and then some. Yeah, that is true, actually. They do have some good songs. They're not their hits. But if yeah. you listen deeper in their stuff, they're like, oh, yeah, they put out some good music. But they're just, I don't know. Yeah. They give you a lot that. of reasons not to like them. It's like, like, there's a lot of reasons to hate Insane Clown Posse. Like, I'm not a juggalo. I fucking hate Insane Clown Posse. But Homies is a pretty good song, if I'm honest. You know. I didn't care for Juggalos until they were like anti-Trump, and then I'm like, yeah, fuck shit up. Dude, yeah. <laughs> They're sort of like. I, I, I think someone else said this, but it's like the wildlings from Game of Thrones. It's like you might not like them, but if they're fighting the, the enemy, I guess they're okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, do you know Frank Turner? I all? know Frank Turner, yes. Yeah. I couldn't name a song, but I know I've been exposed to it. To be fair, I prefer Frank Turner's band than his acoustic music, though. He used to be in a band called Million Dead, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, he's done more with just Frank Turner, like, he's just a solo project. Um, and next, under eight, uh, I won't play Joyce Manor, because no one will know, like, it's a punk band, and I don't want to put too much punk on this. Um, in, Speaking of punk, overrated band, Sex Day. Pistols, oh. and Green Day. <laughs> okay, uh, let's talk about. How much Disney. music did they really put out? Because I one only album. Know. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Because I was, I was gonna say I only know their one album. Yeah, yeah I, everyone I, knows who they are though. That's kind of smart on their part. They're like one album, and we'll get the fuck out on top. <laughs> well, thing is, they're uh, they're uh, met, they were produced by a record company basically as well, which is like the complete opposite of what punk's supposed to be. And it's they're like the corporate cookie cutter response. Yeah, hmm. but yeah, um, yeah. I don't like Green Day either. There's something about Green Day I've never really. Is enjoyed. it the simplicity of the music? Because I often hear that people regard like Green Day no. being overly simplistic. It's just a bit boring, if I'm honest. And then the fact that they like try to swap and change to basically every type of like every time they like release a new single it's like what they think's big at the time sort of thing they don't well they're trying to be a little more uh, political topically activist band would that be fair yeah. to say yeah yeah no no yeah. but like, no like they'll literally change their yeah. music sound <laughs> you say that I remember hearing American Idiot on the uh, radio like I, I actually came to the States in uh, Florida the day after Trump's inauguration. And, yeah, that was on the radio, like, every day. I, I felt American like was, Idiot? Yeah, I felt like there was a point being across there. No, I just I just think, like, they'll release 
an album because it sounds like what the sort of people are listening to and then the sound like what what everyone's listening to on the next album they'll try to recreate that sound instead of having the sound of their own and being their own sort of band they just try to jump on what everyone else is doing Hmm. i haven't listened to their last couple albums so i don't feel uh like i can weigh in that much but i get what you're saying yeah i but the thing is also i i was never just a big fan of them like when they first came about, like, there was other punk bands that I'd rather listen to instead of them, so... Oh, I love the early stuff, but that was part of MTV, too. Like, it shoved down your throat. Like we said, there's a machine yeah. behind them, so... Yeah. Behind them. Uh, I've already spoke about the format. Did, does anyone know the band, band Ruben? Yes. Okay, so... So, well, I never actually got to talk about Biffy Clyro, but basically... Biffy Clyro were... They had, like, they had this uh, really heavier sort of um, early sound and then they went really bland and disgusting towards the end <laughs> and um, I feel like Ruben even though they're sort of like I feel like Ruben is what they should have turned into instead of like what they have turned into like because Ruben is a band that sort of they they took away the heaviness but still kept it interesting where like Beefy Clyro just went really bland so this is this is a bit of Ruben Yeah, another English band. Yeah. I can hear that sort of in the vocal time. I can hear that sort of drifting. Although the only drift song I can think of is uh, yeah, it's probably like teenage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's Ruben, and I I think like I don't know. They sort of end up splitting up because they weren't making enough money as a band, sort of thing, and it sort of sucks because. I still think they're better than half the bands that are out there at the moment, sort of thing. But um, I'm trying to think if I've got any other uh, bands that I think are underrated. Uh, Listener, I don't know if anyone knows a band. Listener, I think they're a tad underrated. Um, yeah, any band that I don't recognize the name, I'm like, yeah, they're probably underrated because I don't fucking know who they are. <laughs> yeah. um, but as a fair point, then, maybe is that what makes a band overrated that they've gone down that mainstream view? You wouldn't know about Perhaps them otherwise. Perhaps we haven't named an overrated band that I didn't know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But with Listener, I, I can see why they're underrated because it's a spoken word band. But it's it's a very good spoken word band. It's like, this is a bit Listener. But also never watched him live because he's got, almost got like a shit I met Michelle of a mountain but knew she was Finnish. Claimed she grew up from a grain of sand. Every year wider, she bloomed a little bit longer to the roof of the sky with outstretched hands. She made friends with the sun, shared enemies with no one, accounted weeks like she should have counted days, and swallowed handfuls of nights so she could sleep tight. Report to listen to the podcast afterwards. Yeah, I'll link all the bands in the description afterwards. Oh, fuck that, I'm not going to listen to it. I'm just going to leave a nice... Uh, no, I'll 
Yeah, that's the shit I like. Not enough trumpets in that thing. But it's concert band. Yeah, um, what house have I got? Okay, so. I was gonna say the Proclaimers are underrated. Um, I only know one of their songs. That's a shout out to my friend. Because they only have. People know 500 Miles. Yeah. yeah. But they've been putting out new music to this day, and they still tour. And they're a great fucking band and a great live show. Going back to kind of like acoustic music that yeah, you talk yeah. about. If you listen to, I don't have any queued up, but if you listen to like new Proclaimers, you'd be like, oh, this is a good fucking band. I'm, like I said, I've never actually sat down and listened to anything but 500 Miles. So, like, I don't know, I might have to actually sit down and actually try checking them out. But, yeah, have you listened to any... Other than on the radio, I guess, no. Yeah. You haven't listened to the radio in years, so. You exactly. don't even fucking know if they had a new song on the radio. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, I've got Bird Cloud, but I don't think, I'll, you've, I've, if, if anyone's ever listened to podcasts before, they were one of my pick of the weeks ever. They were a duet, female, country, sort of thing. It's, they almost write songs as if they're like these drunken hillbillies. And it, I just really... I'll quickly play a bit of the song Bandit and then So this song's about I woke up her dog in being dead. Of my dog's own vomit. Yeah, I guess he yeah. must have overdosed last night. Yeah. It's just Fixing my transmission. Some real on the nose song writing that. Yeah, the, like the whole, the, all this stuff like this. Right. I feel like that's not really song writing though. She just wrote down exactly what happened and put no freedom of thought into it. Well, I actually think this didn't happen. And they just made up an interesting story. And that's even worse. <laughs> But yeah, um, and then the last thing I want to talk about, I think the Kinks are a bit underrated. Like everyone knows who the Kinks are, mm-hmm. but there's songs like like I think Waterloo Sunset is an. Oh, amazing... I was thinking the Knack for a second. Sorry, glad you said that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, they had My Sharona. That's a different band, the Knack, not the Kinks. My Sharona. So I think I'm getting a mix up with Barracuda and Heart. Sorry. No, my, think... my Sharona's My Sharona. Yeah, for some reason. <laughs> That Not song, the kinks at all. You know, no, but My Sharona and Barracuda, just from, for some reason, I'll get Barracuda, bum ba dum ba dum ba dum Yeah, then two songs for some reason are like the same song in my head. I don't know why. I can see that. But, yeah, I just think the kinks, Waterloo Sunset, is like one of the, one of, just an amazing song written, but when you start talking bands from that era, just everyone ends up talking about the Beatles again. And I think the kinks should get a bit of play. So this is what was the sunset. For someone that says the Beatles are overrated, this has a Beatlesque feel to it. Yeah, but no, but I'd I'd rather listen to than the Beatles. You could tell me this was like an unreleased Beatles song, and I'd be like, yeah, I believe it. Yeah, In a good way, it's, it's good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, if everyone talks about the Beatles, but if they're writing the same sort of songs as what the Beatles are, why aren't people talking about this band as well? I mean, people are talking about them right now in this fucking room. Yeah. As, 
has anyone got else got underrated bands that I can throw in so everyone can listen to? Uh, I would say. Are you dropping in music cues? Yeah, I can throw doing? music cues in there. Uh, countless thousands. You probably know from listening to the Unpops podcast. So that's yeah. uh, that's a Los Angeles-based band uh, of my buddy uh, Danger Van Gorder and his friends. And like, I have a lot of friends in bands. I listen to their music, and it's like, all right, you have a cool hobby, whatever. But uh. Countless thousands, they legit, they genuinely put out good songs, yeah. uh, and really, uh, they produce and record their own stuff, and the production value is really good, and I, I think they have a couple things that could be radio hits if they had the machine behind them, you know? It's, it's the type of music that people would be fans if they just listened to it, but it's like, how do you get people to fucking listen to it? Yeah, like... The, the main song I know is the one that is used on... Gang Fight. Yeah, Gang Fight, which is a very sort of... Uh, what's Turbo Negro sort of punk sort okay, of song? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just like, bring a blunt object to Missile Street. I think that's what... Bristol Street, yeah. Bristol Street. Oh, it's Bristol. Yeah, I, I'm in, in the my music head, video for that song. In my head, uh, it's like, it's Missile Street for some reason, yeah. And yeah, it's just it's a really good song. Like, I reckon you'll like it, but yeah. Uh, Webster's really Defines uh, Marriage As. That's a great fucking song. Um... Yeah, they got a bunch of good ones. Yeah. Have you got any underrated bands you want to bring up? I think I'm all out. Yeah, I'm all out. Lauren? Good. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know when this podcast is up. I'm going to try to get it ed- edited and out soon. Yeah, get out on the next week and then I can, I can talk about it on my podcast when I get back in the States and yeah. then we can tell people to listen to this podcast. But, uh, have you got anything to plug? I mean, uh, depends when this comes out. Let's see. I'll try to get this out by Monday. It might not, but I'll try to get it out by Monday. Oh, then if anybody's listening in the States, uh, I'll be at the, at the Ventura Harbor Comedy Festival um, next Saturday, whenever the fuck that is. Yeah. And then I'll be in uh, New York uh, the following weekend in October. So just go to my website, ChetWild.com. Follow on Twitter at ChetWild. There will be updates. But I mean, you got a show on Tuesday as well. Yes, but this won't come out before that. Oh, this Monday. Yeah, yeah. it will. All right, if you're listening in London, I forgot what day it is. If you're listening in London uh, and uh, you're listening on Monday, the day this comes out, or the day after Tuesday, earlier in the day, you can see me at the Lion's Head Tuesday night at 7.30, I believe. Yeah, uh, Shrewsbury Avenue, I believe. Shrewsbury, okay. something like that. Yeah. Yeah, check my Twitter. It'll be up there. Yeah. Uh, Luke, have you got anything to add? No. <laughs> no, no. getting that motorcycle motorbike yeah. we're not comedians uh, I, I'm supposed to be DJing a night on the 26th of October uh, Club oh. Sushi 10 year reunion oh my god yeah. do they serve sushi anniversary. no uh, oh okay so this <laughs> so <laughs> Club Sushi disco. is a alternative rock night and it's called I didn't name this but it's called Club Sushi because it's so raw it's sushi it's, I fucking hate the people that named it <laughs> It's a love-hate relationship, if I'm honest. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm DJing. It's like when... I hate sushi, so I wouldn't go there, even though there's not sushi. Like that name automatically puts me off. They should name it Club Pizza or something. Oh, they should. Because there's Club so Pizza. many varieties of performers yeah. and toppings. I don't. <laughs> I don't yeah. name clubs. But yeah, like so, it's it's. So I'm turned to night. It, it disappeared for a couple of years, but it's come back for a 10-year anniversary. Are you going to mix in some underrated music? Yeah, yeah. I, I always, always do. Like, I always put in underrated music. Like, people should be listening to this. Okay. And even if it's stuff that comes out, like, 
I think I ended up dra- dropping like to Macklemore like six months before anyone knew who Macklemore was. Yeah, like, yeah listen to this shit sort of thing. You actually, you had quite a talent for that, Dan. You used to drop stuff like months before it was like known. Yeah, and people were like, what the fuck is this? And then six months later, I was like, can you play this song? I was like, you're like, I did six months ago. That could be this podcast six months from now, all the, the bands we listed. Who knows? Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's that's the only thing. Uh, it's at Nine Bar in Bexleaf, so if anyone's about, or if anyone wants to travel down towards Bexleaf, uh, 26th of October, Halloween, 10-year anniversary sushi. Uh, that's it. Check. Yeah, I think I said it this at the start of the podcast, but thanks so much for, for coming to me. and. Uh, no, thank you for doing this. Yeah, yeah thank yeah, you very it was much. It a fun, fun treat, my first, uh, but hopefully not last, podcast in London. Yeah. He gave me a thumbs up. You couldn't see it, but it was a final <laughs> approval. Yeah, I, I, I'm learning sign language. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for having yeah. me. I appreciate it. Yeah. And then you'll bye. drop in outro music. No, I refuse to say bye to anything. <laughs> I'm not going to do People are confused, but if you listen to the other podcast, I don't say bye. Yeah. yeah. I don't. That's what I was saying. I just drag this out as long as, it. oh, if you want to do this, I'm not going to say bye. I <laughs> said thanks for having me, but that's not necessarily an exit. Lauren, come be a part of the podcast. Lauren. It's over, dude. Lauren. It's over. All right, you can probably edit it there. That should be good. (laughs) I just end every podcast awkward and refuse to end it.